Hello everybody and welcome back to yet another edition of Empty Reviews, the little sideshow I do where I just talk about my favorite things I've been watching and listening recently. Uh, one of those things, the one that I'm going to talk about for this uh, episode, is going to be a review of Jojo Rabbit, the latest Taika Waititi movie. Before I jump into it, I want to tell you a little bit about it. Uh, it is PG-13, shockingly, considering what the movie's about. I'll get to that in a second. It is about an hour and 48 minutes, which I think it's like the perfect runtime for this movie. Uh, it is categorized as a comedy, drama, and war. I would say those are pretty accurate uh, descriptions of what this is. Um, it came out in November. It came out November 8th. Oh, this past weekend. Oh, I'm early to this. It came out November 8th, uh, at least with a lot more screens. I think it's been shown in smaller screens before. But its biggest expansion has happened as of November 8th. Um, like I said, directed by Taika Waititi. It was written by uh, Taika Waititi as well. He adapted the book uh, written by Christine Luren. Wait, oh, mispronounced that. Lunins. I think that's how you say that. He adopted, Taika Waititi adopted the screenplay. Um, and it stars a bunch of people. Uh, Roman Griffin Davis, Thomason McKenzie. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Taika Waititi is also starring in this as Hitler, um, which is why I said, you know, this might be a weird, <laughs> the, the PG-13 rating might not be all the way appropriate, but continuing on, uh, Taika Waititi, Stephen Merchant, Sam Rockwell, uh, Theon Greyjoy is in there, what's his real name? Let me look up his real name to not be kind of disrespectful toward, towards the guy, Alfie Allen, that's his name, uh, Archie Yates plays Yorkie, one of the Probably one of the best side characters of any movie this year. Um, and more people, uh, but I'll stop there. Oh, Rebel Wilson's also there. She's of note. Um, but yeah, these are, those are the actors. Here's what the movie's about. A young boy in Hitler's army finds out his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. That's a pretty appropriate... I mean, it doesn't even say... No, that's what I don't like. It needs the, another important thing. The fact that Hitler is an imaginary friend of our main character and shows up a lot. Um, not throughout the whole thing, but he does show up a lot. So I feel like it should have probably mentioned that, but whatever. Um, and I'll give you guys my quick spoiler free thoughts, like quick, quick. And then I'll get really into everything I want to talk about with this movie. Um, the first thing I'll say, it's one of my favorite movies of the year for sure. It is one of the best movies of the year. One of the best made for sure. Um, it is my favorite, uh, Taika Waititi movie. Um, and that is important because I've seen his past movies, like, the Hunt for the Wilder People, and uh, What We Do in the Shadows. And they haven't really connected with me whatsoever. They, they I didn't find anything really special with them. And I feel like his comedy sensibilities is a big reason why. I, I, I think I just don't connect with his sense of humor. I think it just doesn't do it for me. And just the stories that he has told in the past have pretty much relied a lot on uh, that comedy. Uh, so that's probably why I didn't enjoy those movies as much as everybody else did. Um, I did like Thor Ragnarok, um, but you know, how much of that movie can you really put on Taika Waititi? How much of any Marvel movie can you really put on the actual directors? Not much because, you know, as Marvel themselves have said, they kind of, it's like, uh, it's like, a you know, it's very planned out even before they even get an actor or a director or anything. Like, the story itself, they kind of plan it out ahead of time, which kind of sucks, but hey, they're still enjoyable. But going back to what I felt, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought 
I laughed the most out of any of his movies, that's for sure. But I also cried the most, uh, which wasn't hard to do because I haven't cried at any of his movies. But the amount of heart that this movie has is just incredible. It's probably the reason why I love it so much. Uh, the story itself is very captivating. It's it has a very tried and true formula for dra- drama for dramedies also, but just dramas and kind of like war movies or just any kind of movie where people have to change their perspective. But yeah, I I enjoyed that. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm trying to think. I mean, the acting was great. The directing was great. Uh, the writing was great. I noticed. You know, usually people it's hard to notice writing. Um, for me at least usually, but I noticed that with all the foreshadowing and all the literary like type stuff that were happening in the movie, like uh, motifs, metaphors, all that stuff, that's all there. And that just shows a strong, you know, strong writing to me. I think that's what that means. Um, uh, like I said, acting was great. Everybody was, all the actors were awesome, especially the main kid, uh, Roman Griffin Davis. He's he's a star, man. He's one of the best actors in this movie, and he's acting with like giants with Scarlett Johansson, who also was amazing. There's a lot of great acting in here, like top tier acting by everybody involved. Uh, I said the directing, I said the writing. It looked beautiful. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all my spoiler free thoughts on it. Um, you should definitely watch it whenever you can. Don't get put off by the fact that it's kind of like a, a comedy based on, you know, Hitler and Nazis. Because it's really not that at the end of the day. And I'll get into it more in the spoiler review. But, yeah, I will suggest you definitely check it out. Uh, you will have a good time. Alright, that's it for the spoiler-free thoughts. Now, let's get into the meaty, the meaty-greedy, rubbing my hands like Joe Button from the Joe Button Podcast, if anybody listens to that. Um, but... So here's the thing. I huh. look, I, I'm trying to think of specific things. Okay, yeah, the heart. Let's start with the heart. The heart is the reason why I love this movie as much as I did. Again, I was not expecting a cry at this movie. And there was a specific there was multiple specific moments that led me to cry. The first one where I first felt it, and it kind of just shows you know, it, I, I, this movie kind of made me realize that when people cry out uh, while watching movies directly connects to some fucked up emotional part of their brains. Like for me, like there was some big stuff. There was some sad shit that we that is shown in this movie. Right. Like, for example, the movie starts off with a rabbit getting its head like, you know, twisted. Right. That could be sad by some people. Like some people could probably take that and like full on cry. Didn't really hurt me as much. Um, you know, the part where he finds out that his mom is dead, which took me a little bit to realize because they never show her face, but I think that was actually the best choice to do it. But when they show that, I was like, okay, um, yeah, that was sad. That was probably the saddest moment of the movie. That's one of the saddest things you could probably show in any movie, like the death of a young kid's mom. Uh, but that for some reason didn't make me cry. But the things that did make me cry were so weird. Like... The, the one thing, uh, I think, again, that's why I'm saying it kind of has to do with the, what kind of issues I have. But, the oh, Jesus Christ, it's way louder than I expected. Hopefully it isn't too bad. I hope it's not too bad, man. I really hope it isn't. Uh, if it is, I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. Jesus, fuck. Oh, my God. That's really bad. That's real bad. I, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to move this studio around. But let me keep just talking because, you know gotta talk somehow um 
you uh, what I was saying. Yeah, so those bad things that I just said, they don't really make me cry, although they were really sad. But the one thing, the first thing that got me in this movie was when there's a point where our main character, um, the actor Roman Griffin Davis, uh, Jojo, obviously is his name. I don't know why I forgot that. But Jojo, there's a moment where Jojo is like starting to realize he loves this girl that's hiding in his mom's closet or, you know, house, uh, this Jewish girl. And they show like a shot of his stomach and it's full of butterflies. And that just made me tear up, man. I don't know what it is. I know what it is, but I don't want to get too deep into uh, why exactly it was. But it just shows that like, you know, I think certain what you will cry at at movies probably has a direct correlation with shit that you're dealing with in real life that is sensitive to you. Because, you know. Like that shit, that wasn't that sad. It was actually heartwarming, but for some reason it made me. And, and I wasn't sad. It kind of just cried. I was just like, and the same thing happened when I watched Stranger Things three, um, the last episode. There's like a musical scene that happens. If anybody has seen it, that also made me lose my shit. So I think I'm starting to notice a trend in what I cry at, and it's mainly like pure love, specifically love from a kid. Well, pure love, but you know when you think of a kid, you think of pure and when they're in love it's love so it's pure love uh and that's um i think what gets me it's like pure and conditional untainted love i think that's such a beautiful thing and i think i just you know kind of tear up at that the other thing i cried at there was a moment um there was a moment where it's after jojo finds out that his mom is dead um where he's talking to the jewish girl and he's like uh i think my mom hated me because i was a nazi And because we find out that she was like actively helping fighting back against the the Nazis is helping for the resistance with the with the husband. Um, and he's like talking about that as like, oh, man, my mom hates me. And I guess that connects with my fucking mommy issues. I guess I have mommy issues. I had no idea. But maybe I, maybe I do. But that also made me tear up. I was like, damn, that's fucked up that his mom died thinking that he was a Nazi because she was not that's just a sad thing in general but all right, all right well that just and the reason i'm even talking about this this much is just to show that i was how this movie impacted me and why it is one of my favorites of the year i think it's number four right above toy story 4 um in my ranking right now of 2019 movies but the reason i talk about those things is because of the heart the heart was just you know incredible in this movie but in terms of the story itself The way it was all playing off, playing out, uh, like, it got to the point where, like, the movie, there must have been, like, 15, 20 minutes, it's like, 15 minutes left in the movie, and I was just like, oh, man, I don't want this to end. Like, time had completely evaporated for me. I had no idea how much time had passed. Like, I was fully engrossed in the movie, which is kind of rare. Like, even great movies that I watched, like The Parasite, okay, good, it's done. Like, even The Parasite or... Uh, uh, the Lighthouse, the two really good movies I've seen recently. Uh, you kind of feel the time a little bit, even though the the pace is amazing. You still kind of feel it, but with this one, I was just fully engrossed in this world. Um, the characters are all great. Thomas and Mackenzie. How old is she? Because she's a great young actress, uh, and she was amazing in this movie as well. At 19, oh, we're the same age. Well, it's then I can safely say I think I have a crush on Thomas and Mackenzie because. Yeah, she's so great in this movie. It's just incredible. Um, yeah, she was just amazing in this movie. Um, uh, like I said, Roman Griffin Davis, the little kid, also was like 
run running laps around actors of any performance even this year of any movie you can compare it to scarlett johansson amazing and as always she has marriage story coming out soon uh after this uh which apparently is like her best performance by far so i can't wait to see how that is i mean taika watiti all right let me talk about the hitler thing <laughs> this is a funny uh, uh title you mentioned that's the title of this review let me talk about the hitler thing um no like taika watiti is hitler other people have, you know, talked about this, but the the thing about this movie is that it's not really about. There's a lot. That, there's so many themes with this movie that I want to get into. One is the the thing about Hitler itself. This is not a theme, but just touch on Taika Waititi's portrayal of Hitler. I think it was not as provocative as you would think it was. Like the humor, because the reason I even wanted to watch this movie, despite it being a Taika Waititi movie and me not enjoying his past movies was because of the premise from the time I heard it I'm like this is fucking bonkers how can a movie like this be even made right just the premise of an imaginary Hitler in a comedy I was like whoa I didn't know people even made these kind of movies uh uh right now but yeah um they do and it was done and and even though that's what I was expecting going in you know it wasn't the biggest part of the movie. Like, that edgy humor with uh, Hitler, it was, like, sprinkled in throughout, and it was just enough, in my opinion. I don't think they needed to do any more. I think that's just great. I think maybe, yeah, like, focusing on the heartfelt story that they were telling and focusing on the themes such as, like, you know, a child's innocence and how, you know, they're forced to grow up and the importance of children during bad times in the world or, like, when they were talking about what was that theme that I was thinking about? There, there was there was some oh, fuck I forgot. Um, but no, yeah, just like the the child's like oh that's what I was gonna say, like with the child's experience through a war. I think I've never seen. I don't think there's ever been um, a child's perspective like that in a war. I mean, there's been like movies like Beasts of No Nation, which is like the the African uh, wars that happen with the young kids, the very young kids. But that's different. I'm talking about like these kind of war, like big wars, like World War, World War Two, you know, those kind of wars, like the really world renowned wars. Uh, in other words, war wars with white people, because that's what people consider big. Um but yeah, I've just never seen that kind of perspective, and it was kind of it was heartbreaking to see the kids dealing with this kind of stuff. Like, there's a moment where like the, the movie gets like in slow motion near the end, near the climax, when um you know not Germany's about to lose, where it's just showing everything that's happening, how Germany is employing even the people they hated to fight for them, like the German shepherds. That was a great joke. The German shepherds, I mean that literally, not the dogs. Um, the kids that they said shouldn't be fighting and the kids that were fighting, like they were just getting anybody to fight in this war. And yeah, I just found that interesting. And then oh, that, of course, is kind of just touching on the fact that when the, when times get rough, there is no discrimination. Everybody is trying to get, be alive and survive. So that was an interesting uh, uh, theme to touch on. There was a lot of interesting things in this movie that for some reason I can't remember. There was there was more themes that I wanted to talk about that really got me. Um, but talk about just like how well written it is, like specifics, like with the mom. Obviously, the mom's shoes that play, that's very significant, right? Like us seeing, we, we throughout the whole movie, we see like JoJo's head and the mom's feet behind him. 
like uh, uh, the whole time. We keep seeing that imagery over and over again. And then that's why I say this movie is so well written because that was just foreshadowing when he gets up from chasing the butterfly and this is mom's shoes. Which I got to talk about that as well because that part of the movie, um, it didn't hit. I already talked about how it didn't hit me as hard as I thought it would. But it was kind of confusing. Although I do think it was the best way for them to handle that. It was still a little confusing because you don't know. At first I thought the, the feet are supposed to signify him kind of like coming back to real to reality because he's chasing this butterfly and he's trying to be happy and then the feet he gets up he sees the feet and he's just like oh yep you're back in in this cruel world but it turns out it's his fucking mom how fucking sad is that like i wasn't expecting a movie to get that sad and it, i guess it does make sense because where where else was the mom supposed to come in after what we see and like they make her such an amazing mom I think it was just <laughs> bound to happen, and it, it was just going to make it that much sadder. Um, but I'm trying to think, what other specifics are there? I mean, I do like that uh, Sam, Rockwell, Sam Rockwell's character. What's his character's name? Uh, Captain's... Nope, Sam Rockwell is what I'm going to call him. Um, it's a weird-ass uh, German name that I'm not going to say. Uh, but Sam Rockwell's character being gay, I think that added a, another level of like likability uh, because, you know, Sam Rockwell has been in so many of these roles where he's either racist or, like, the bad guy or, like, you know what I mean? Like, the person who, I guess, ultimately ends up turning around and accepting things, but at first it's, like, super fucking bad and, you know, all this. So it was nice to see, cause when you think he's going to be playing, again, another fucking what, what, typecast as a, as a racist with this Nazi role, but it turns out, no, he's gay and he doesn't really care. He's actually an ally. Oh, that also got me. That was, I was sad by that when the Sam Rockwell is trying to get the kid away. Um, and I mean, presumably dies. Uh, you hear the gunshots after that. So I'm assuming he got killed all those people in there, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, this one was good. I'm trying to think of other moments that I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Let me go through it. Um, yeah, you first, when we first uh, see the rabbit thing. Oh, the rabbit metaphor was also great. We see that throughout. Obviously, that's the name of the movie, Jojo Rabbit. It's a great name for this movie, honestly. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of... I'm looking at the, uh, the moment of tension. The moment of tension, right, of the whole movie is when the, the guys are looking for a Jewish girl in, in Jojo's house. And, um, you know, the, they, they, obviously they don't take her away. I think that was such a, for me, that was the one moment when I got sucked out of it, out of the movie, because I was just like, this is very clearly a moment of tension. Like I recognized that I wasn't really in it. So it didn't, it didn't affect me as much as I should have. Like I was just thinking now, oh, obviously this is just a moment of tension in the middle of the movie where we think something bad is going to happen and nothing does. Right. Um, for some reason, yeah, that just, like, stood out to me as soon as it was happening. Um, but, yeah, uh, other specific moments I want to talk about. Um, the dancing thing. The dancing thing was interesting because now I see the appeal of dancing. You know, because I've always been against dancing people who can't dance, mainly white people. Because, uh, no, I've been against people who cannot dance, that love to dance, a.k.a. white people. Because I'm like, why are you doing something that you are not good at, you know, at all. You, if you're not a good dancer, why are you dancing? You're not doing a good job at it. But 
I think this movie kind of perfectly encapsulates the reason why people dance, and it's just to feel free. Like it's such a like there's such an expression with dancing that I even started to like think about my own like life and like thinking about huh interesting maybe I should start to dance more and start you know have feeling free. But who knows? That's just another personal thing. Again, there was a oh Jesus, I'm sorry. There was a lot of personal stuff with this movie that resonated with me, and I think that's why I liked it as much as I did. And, you know, even though I do think this is Taika Waititi's movie with the most heart, I do think he's had heart before. Like, I think in The Hunt for Wilder People, I think there is a little bit of heart. It's just, I guess, I never connected with it. And I think that's the difference with this one now. And why I think it's not only my favorite, but I think it's definitely his best. It's just so well-crafted in every regard. I can see why people are saying it's one of the best. Um, and I'm kind of glad I came in with such low expectations. I was just thinking... Yeah, I'm not gonna. It's gonna be another Taika Waititi movie, and usually I don't love them. So you know, it's gonna. I'm gonna have fun, and that was the case for like the first 20 minutes. But once the girl shows up, that's when the both the humor and the uh, heart intensifies. So I, th- I thought it was good. Um, yeah, that's my review. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. I'm trying to think everything, you know, going through everything in my mind. Yeah, it was just probably specific moments that were really funny jokes that I don't fully remember. But yeah, that's all the bigger, the, the, all my thoughts that I had on this movie. And again, one of my favorite movies of the year. Everybody should watch it. Um, it's PG-13, so really anybody could watch it. Which is interesting. It is PG-13. I didn't talk about that. It, it is PG-13. I feel like this. you could show this movie to a lot of people and they will love it. And it will feel like, oh, they're not supposed to watch it because this is such edgy material. That somehow it's PG-13. But yeah, every anybody could watch this movie. It's an amazing movie. Um, Taika Waititi is Taika best. It, it shows how talented of a director he is. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's those are all my thoughts on it. Make sure you watch it in the theaters. Uh, And that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this empty review and I'll catch you guys in the next one.